Oh, I'm failing. It'll, it'll over, it'll, it will overwhelm your soul. As I sit here, I'm like, I'm just going to color. That's <laughs> yeah. what I want to do. I just want to color. Don't want to feel feelings and nope. think things. Mm-mm. I just want to color. How cool are these pins, though? Yeah, those are great. I love a gel pen. I like tar- pen. I placed a Target pickup order because Seth needed some things. And I was like, yeah, you got to pick some up. Pick some stuff up for me, too. And he was like, okay. And I was like, he doesn't know it's a bunch of gel pens. <laughs> like, <laughs> What a like four year old thing to do. Like <laughs> they're for Layla. <laughs> they're for me. <laughs> I'm lying. One hundred percent for me. Um how do I change it so that my thing doesn't go to sleep? Um, in settings and I think it's under display and brightness or whatever. And you like it's like auto lock. Okay, the, display and brightness. There we go. Yeah. Auto lock. Okay, yeah, definitely not two minutes. Never, never. Just for now, so while I'm doing this, you will never lock. Never, never again. Um. Okay, so since adulting sucks, you wanna mm-hmm. um do the little research? Topic? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. By the okay. way, this is Casey and Laura. Yeah. Oh, that's Casey. Yeah, I'm Kate. Yeah. It, I am not both of us. <laughs> <laughs> this is Casey and Laura. And this is Casey and Laura. Goodbye. This is Casey. Just one person in their alter ego having a conversation. I'm really talented at voices <laughs> and laugh tracks. Click. Uh, I uh, I said, this is Casey. Like, I couldn't have been sadder. <laughs> See, I thought it was really seductive. Like, this oh. is Casey. Late night phone calls with Casey. I had an idea this morning, and I'm so glad I didn't. It, it was like one of those sleep ideas where you're, like, waking up. And you think to yourself, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, every fucking morning, I'm like, I'm brilliant. I'm a genius. <laughs> then by lunch, I go, I'm an idiot. I'm, I hate myself. Why did I say that? I'm so glad I'm, I didn't listen to myself. But I had my mouth guard in because I'm a, I'm a nerd and I sleep with my Oh, mouth she's guard. the nerdiest sleeper. It is the best. Like, she goes right back to middle school and her yeah. sleep. It's great. Yep. I'll wash my face, do my skincare routine, and then I put my mouth on What's the best is if you and Seth and get into an argument right at <laughs> bedtime and you've got your, and you're like, oh, it's just about to be the best. Not a good look. As you pay, play with your gel pens, you, yeah. you are really 12. I am 12. I am, yeah, it's true. I like to pretend to, speaking of adulting, <laughs> don't like it. Not doing it. But yeah, I was laying in bed and I was like, I should really record an episode with my mouth guarded (laughs) i'm gonna veto it's gonna be like five seconds it's gonna be like okay i'm sorry what did you say that level of sexiness is just for me and seth yeah exactly (laughs) you lucky sons of bitches speaking of like sexy time did you know that you can sell your used shoes for like a thousand dollars on ebay 
For like people with foot fetishes? Oh, I mean, I know you can do share. So share. Don't share your panties. You can sell <laughs> your panties. panties but but like there's a shoes. There's a market for used shoes also. I have a friend who cool, um, has really beautiful feet, and I'm always like, "Girl, you can make some money on this feet." Yeah, like, just videotape them those toes, like wiggling. Yeah, but that's the thing about fetishes is they don't necessarily only like beautiful feet. Like some of them want like some. Oh yeah, corns. Very specific. Oh, yeah, bunions, <laughs> bunion porn. Ew. <laughs> I like I, a little friction. I, I want to watch your your perfectly manicured toe step into a vat of mashed potatoes. God. <laughs> and then give me a foot job. <laughs> Not kink shaming. Just no. like, man, there is something for everybody. I Not guess. kink shaming because listen. <laughs> Is out there. You live your best life as long as you ain't hurting anybody. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about that sensation of that between my toes. I don't like it. And a mashed potato foot job. Uh, Mashed potatoes are too good. Yeah. I don't want to put my feet in them. Or or dick on them. (laughs) You don't want to put your dick in mashed potatoes? Any dick in my mashed potatoes. (laughs) I don't want any dick getting anywhere near my mashed potatoes. It's the new apple pie. Back off of my potatoes. <laughs> Back your dick off my potatoes. Men want to take everything that's good. <laughs> Just kidding. Let me have my starches, for I'm, Christ's sake. God, I don't need my starches. <laughs> take my starches. Okay, so I guess... Shameful. We should do some research. It's not about fit, foot fetishes. Um... But when I I kind of stumbled across the idea for it on the Talk Death uh, blog, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna further research this for Casey in like a Halloween episode because I feel Halloween like episode. because of how crunk you got about it during the Victorian. Mm. Any guesses? No, but I'm feeling spooky. Omens of death. Oh, superstitions good. yeah oh good and now i you know i'm superstitious so yeah now it's gonna be like these are probably oh, there might be a couple you didn't know but some are pretty obvious so like what when you think what's one of the most obvious almonds of bad luck for you that you can think of like a crow yeah you know like yep um vultures or yeah know, well uh First on the list, and I, I didn't get into all of them because, man, across cold, I mean, if you just look at the whole world of superstitions and mm-hmm. things that are supposed to signify death, I mean, we could have a whole podcast just about that. Yeah. So I'm going to start with what most people would probably think of the black cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black cat. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> a big like, one. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Black I cat. am one of those uh-huh. person mm-hmm. that, like, if a black cat yeah. walks across the street, I, and I'm driving my car, I spit. On my window and hex it. Like, yeah. do the... I get it from my mother. Just today, I, there was a cardinal that flew into the yard and Casey goes, oh my God, it's an angel, it's an angel, there's an angel, business. it's a cardinal. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it's your jam. But it's true. It's been scientifically <laughs> proven. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, the black cat is one of the most universal omens of death from culture to culture. We've all heard if a black cat crosses your path in the nighttime, you're in for some bad luck. Yes. And so, furthermore, it is believed that meeting a black cat at twilight will bring bad fortune as well. So, twilight. We don't know what's going to happen if you see one in the morning. <laughs> Could be totally fine. See it in the mornings. It's good luck. I so, know why I'm are including. you awake, cat? Oh, and I don't think I included this in my research, but it was this thing that was talking about all the, an article talking about all the different reasons why people 
don't like black cats and that where that superstition what might come ever from. Do to anyone? And they're you know the yeah. least to get adopted in shelters Aww. and same thing with black dogs, but black cats. And then, but there's belief or some scientific studies about how they carry more electricity in their fur, and oh. so they shock people. So, I mean, you think going back in time, if you, I mean. Yeah, you'd be like, they're possessed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, weird. well, that makes sense. And I mean, yeah. Um, hmm. So, railroad workers were particularly wary of black cats, thinking that a black cat crossing the tracks at night was an omen foretelling a death of one of the workers. During the witch panics, they were thought to be familiars of the witches. Oh. Some traditions believe that the black cat is the devil himself and should be avoided. Yeah, Pretty concerning. <laughs> in Germany, black cats were kept away from children as they were thought to be omens of evil. Mm. Another Ger- German superstition states that if a black cat sits on the bed of a sick person, it is a sure sign that they will die. What if it's just like a friendly cat? I know, right? So oh my gosh. My, when I lived with my aunt for a little while, she had a black cat named Elliot. And I swear that cat said her name. It was, you know, Martha. <laughs> it was like, I would hear it outside of her door and i'll go oh, that's just kind of freaky that's weird i mean black cat white cat i don't care what kind of fucking cat you're talking if your cat like, is fucking talking <laughs> i mean i swear it's like Martha. think of think about sabrina the teenage witch yeah oh yeah salem that was the name of the black cat which is yeah yeah makes sense we get it yeah we get the joke guys <laughs> Get it. Um, in some parts of the southern United States, it was believed that cutting off the end of a black cat's tail and burying it under the doorstep so fucked up. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. Would keep sickness out of the family. Well, that's not how that works. No. Mm-mm. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Another states that a drop of a tail of the tail's blood cures croup. The heart of a black cat applied to an open wound was thought to stop bleeding. No, not so. Not scientifically accurate. So, how did how did all of this come about? I mean, too Mm. too much time on their hands. Yeah, a unique New England superstition said that it was it would be good luck to throw a dead black cat over the left shoulder and turn around twice. And a belief from centuries ago, it was thought that carrying the skin of a dead black cat in your clothing would cure you of rheumatism. Well, also, <laughs> all of these things are likely false. Yeah, and animal abuse. So uh, straight up. Don't do any of that. I bet PETA got on that one. <laughs> Real quick. Oh, PETA in defense of the black cat. That poor, those poor fucking black cats. Yeah, and you know that's one of the first signs of um, McDonald's triad. In uh, psychology, yeah, like, like I, think, I, know, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> the like the there are like three things that demonstrate um, psychopathy in early on, like hurting animals, hurting yeah. animals, yeah, hurting animals, wetting the bed for, at a late age, oh, yeah. No. Um. Okay, so wetting the bed, <laughs> and um. So here are just to put a little spin on it. Here are some of the good luck omens of the oh, black good. cat. Okay, so good. There you go. So I can because the think cats have really these. had a rough deal. Yeah. Um, let's if let's a, give them some credit here. <laughs> if a black cat should come to your house and take up residence there, it is a sign of good fortune to come. Okay. And this one I really like. So sailors believe that every black cat that comes on board, quote unquote, carries a gale in her tail, and strong winds will bless their voyage. 
while the wives of the sailors used to keep black cats as they thought they would bring their husbands good luck and keep them safe while at sea. <laughs> see, that's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> see, they're not yeah. all bad. Yeah. She's got to be a sailor. Yeah. If you want a cat, black cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next, so that's, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot on black cats, but it's all basically the same superstitions from, they're just everywhere. Yeah. And pretty recognizable. Just across cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a solar eclipse is another omen of death to come. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, didn't we have one? When was that? It was, was since Trump's been in the office. Yep. It, it was 2016, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, um, yeah, my grandma was alive then. August I was, 2016. I was at her house when I happened. I went and it was cool. I saw it in totality. Yeah. Totality? Totality. I saw it in totality. Because yeah. it was like, you just had, we just had to go like 50 miles yeah. up the road. And it was gnarly. We were at my yeah. old boss, Gary and Chan's house. And like, my sister had come up. My mom had come up. Uh, every, like, Tori was there. Everybody was there. And Leyland Maddox and... It was just cool because we had those little glasses on. It started and I was like, okay, That's cool. so cool. But it was like nothing when it was just going on. It was just like, okay, cool. There's some of the sun's gone. And then it, and it was the weirdest thing because it felt like it happened so fast. Yeah. Because it started when it finally, you could see like on the ground how yeah. the shadows were sh- like the weird like moon. Mm-hmm. It was just weird looking eclipse shadows all over everything. And it was really cool. And then um, we... I walked inside because I was like, it's still bright as fuck outside. I walked inside and then I looked and I was like, oh my God, this is weird because it was like one or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is like seven o'clock at night. It looks like evening. Like yeah. the sun is setting. And then we walked outside and like we were counting down and it just went fucking pitch black dark. Yeah. Like completely dark. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then, and, and it was weird too because the birds were singing, mm-hmm. like, like chirping, like after it passed, like they thought it was morning. Yeah. It was nuts. That's so crazy. It was I mean, crazy. So, I mean, you can understand, that was what a lot of the articles were saying, that you can understand why it was an omen of like something. something bad. Is, something new was happening. Yeah. It's scary. Because, if especially in ancient times, before stu- the study of astrology, and you know, yeah. a lot of creation myth had to do, was related to the sky. And because, you know, the, the great fire in the sky rises at this time and yeah. then the great you know, just whatever so I mean, it, it's still kind of it was fascinating and amazing and it's so cool that i got to see it but yeah. it's still creepy as shit yeah so i mean you can kind of, after having seen one you can understand why that yeah. would freak people it, the, the fuck energy out. felt weird yeah that's what it was it was like the feeling yeah. of the energy it was exciting but it was also just like hmm, okay. i didn't really get to experience because i was staying at my grandma's and it was I, we weren't directly in the path so it was yeah. kind of a, and it was really cloudy it so. was weird because like the path was like you could be 10 minutes mm-hmm. away and you don't see it yeah you know it was weird so we didn't see a whole lot of it i mean it, it like felt a little different it looked a little different but it wasn't yeah i, w- I would have loved to have seen it in its totality it for, sure. for sure yeah, yeah. but so yeah, in the ancient past, people didn't really know anything about planet and the solar system, and a solar eclipse was usually perceived as a dangerous disruption of the order of nature, a sign that something was afoot. <sighs> different cultures had different stories associated with the eclipse, such as in ancient ancient Greece, where the eclipse were believed 
to have been caused by angry gods signaling an impending danger. And that seems to be what a lot of the sort of ancient civilizations thought. I mean, yeah. Like, it's kind of the same thing like we've said about the Aurora Borealis. Like, if you see that, you go, oh, well, why wouldn't you worship that beautiful thing that you cannot make any sense of? (laughs) Yeah. Of course that. Oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, The ancient Owebe people of the American Midwest, Ojibwe, Oh, Oyibwe. I bet it's it's O J I B W E. Okay, I'm gonna say Oyibwe. Peoples of the American Midwest tried to reignite the blacked out sun by firing flaming arrows into it. Okay, just there were accounts where they just started freaking out and just started shooting at it with their arrows. Come back! Come back! back. Wait, we we need to relight it. Oh my gosh! From quick, get all your flaming arrows! All men on deck. They got a fucking dynamite. They're just yeah. throwing it up. They just burned their whole town down. <laughs> They're like, fuck. Well, we've got light. And it can't light. It's not like it lasts that long. Yeah. It's like two minutes is the average, I think it said. It's like two minutes. And they're like, we did it. We brought it back. <laughs> Yay. Everyone, everyone restock your flaming arrows. You never know when it's going to happen again. <laughs> Jesus. From stories such as these, the solar eclipse eventually became a sign of danger and approaching death. A surprising number of popes and monarchs have died following an eclipse. <gasps> In France, Louis the... What is XIV? Is that the 14th? Louis the 14th? Yeah. Okay. The sun king, who so loved decadent gold decor that he chose the solar sphere as his emblem, died just after an eclipse. Mm. Some well, I eight- see how that would be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Not, not too far-fetched. Yeah. Some ancient rulers, including Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. executed a substitute king after an eclipse as a kind of sacrificial hedge. This ritual dates back to ancient Babylon, one of the first civilizations to calculate an oncoming eclipse. Mm. So when they knew an eclipse was coming... They would just kill they someone. Would, <laughs> well, yeah, they would have someone dress up like the king, live in the, in the king's quarters, and the oh. real king would stay hidden. And if everything was... Going okay at the end of the eclipse, they would execute the the fake king. Okay, because you can confuse the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Like, oh, they let us get through this eclipse. Okay, we have to sacrifice. We'll give this poor mm-hmm. poor man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back then, they were probably like, "Yes, this is my life's purpose." <laughs> yeah. I find I'm dying. I now. will be the fake king. Yay! So okay. <laughs> King Henry I of England died in A.D. 1133 during a solar eclipse that lasted four minutes and 38 seconds. So it was twice as long as the average eclipse. Yeah. Accounts state hideous darkness agitated the hearts of men. Hideous darkness. Hideous darkness. (laughs) After his death, a struggle for... How can you see it? It's dark. (laughs) Sorry. After his death, a struggle for the throne threw the kingdom into chaos and civil war. So that was the... They thought that all was because of the eclipse. So a shit ton of kings yeah. died. In the book of Revelation, John of Patmos sure, okay. sees in a dream the seals on the book of judgment rip open, each triggering a fresh calamity. After the sixth seal is torn... The sun darkens, stars drop to the earth, the planet's crust shakes with unprecedented violence, and the world's kings, princes, generals, and the rent rich slink away to hide among the rocks. Mm-mm. For Shakespeare, an eclipse was 
a quote unquote stain on the sun that pretended no good. <laughs> Just get some Tide to go, bro. <laughs> some shout. And shout some- it out. OxyClean. <laughs> That's all you need. Laundry things. Yeah. <laughs> Laundry things. Bounce. Other brands. Light. <laughs> no. Yeah. Clorox? Yeah. Mm, sure. Miss Put Myers. it. Take a flaming arrow. Mm-hmm. Put a disinfecting wipe on it. <laughs> shoot it at the sun. Fire it at the sun. Stain gone. Remove that stain. Sun perfect. You got it figured out. <laughs> it is shining white. <laughs> shining bright. I don't know. Milton, anyway. Milton compared the eerie light of the eclipse sun to the tarnished glow of the fallen Lucifer. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't like that one. And even today, the stark, stock market still drops during an eclipse. That's so weird. Yeah. Like, okay, as much media coverage as there, oh my God, there's still an eclipse coming. It's going to be crazy. Everyone get your fucking glasses that are costing $50. <laughs> now that's what you need to buy stock in before yes, the eclipse. Seriously. <laughs> Like, like people don't know. Yeah. Like, there's still people out there that are like, holy shit, what's happening to this guy? <laughs> all right, man. Oh, man. Cool. <laughs> so that's really all I have for the eclipse. So there's nothing good about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in some cultures, there were, you know, just kind of the opposite. But for the most part, they, people believe that it brought doom upon them. What about a lunar eclipse? I looked into that a little bit. There wasn't very much information about it as just like... The moon gets no credit. Yeah. And because I've always heard... I thought I had heard something about blood on the moon. I think I remember reading a book where they talked about blood on the moon, which is a lunar eclipse oh. when the when the uh, moon looks red. Oh, the blood moon? Yeah. I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Shit. It was cold, too. And I was like... It was like 4 a.m. And I walked outside and I was like, it's fucking cold. I don't have a bra and I got to go back inside but I would I mean to me it's so like eerie looking I mean it's beautiful but sort of that eerie beautiful yes and I'm the asshole that's like I gotta take a picture of it with my cell phone (laughs) and it's like a tiny fucking speck oh god yeah (laughs) you can't photograph the moon unless you know how to do it it never looks the same no yeah my phone I was like zooming in (laughs) like it was a fucking telescope and I remember being like, this sucks. Oh my gosh, my um my neighbor growing up had this badass telescope and so whenever something Ooh, cool, cool was going on with the planets, he would always invite Adam and I to this big open field and we go like watch in fact one of my favorite photos is Adam and I looking through the telescope when we were kids. But Telescopes are cool. They are. Yeah, really cool. Such I mean, I went to space camp, so. <gasps> Did you? Yeah. Oh, I want it twice. I want Maddox to go to space camp. I want Layla to go. Um, we got to go in our gifted class. So, like, our whole gifted class went to God, how expensive space is that? camp. It's expensive. I don't I don't know. They might do some kind of special, you know, for students like that. But I got to do the the thing where you're, I mean, nobody, but you look like the flayed man. And it, like, rotates yeah. all around and stuff. That's awesome. It was fun. I want to go to space camp. They should have adult <laughs> space camp. Dude, how fun would that would be? Like, that. a getaway space girls weekend at space camp oh my god come on you eat all the uh yep. space ice cream the, yep the, the freeze-dried yeah. stuff man dipping dots come on nasa yeah. <laughs> if you want to make some money back up to reinstate that space program well, think of it like i know at the the georgia aquarium which is awesome mm-hmm. they do the like drinks over like overnight stay for adults only yeah you get drunk and get to sleep with some beluga whales oh my god that's so I mean, cool you don't sleep in the tank but <laughs> 
not a sexual thing. No. You weren't there when I was telling you the story about the guys from Australia. I heard a little bit. Okay, yeah. Th- these guys, uh, it was two Welshmen that went to Australia and got really drunk with this guy from Australia. And they ended up breaking into SeaWorld and stealing... Um, and swimming with the dolphins, and there's videos videos of it because they posted it on social media, so you can YouTube videos of it. And That's the so guys dumb. diving into the the dolphin tank, and then they woke up the next morning with a penguin. Like <laughs> what? They were not just drinking. There was something involved. And didn't you say the fine was a thousand dollars? They got off with a slap on the wrist and a fine of a thousand dollars. And I'm thinking, oh my god, that's so worth it. Why do we live in America? <laughs> That would never happen. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> you'd get you'd be charged with so many. Yeah. Different. Man, I would have done it for a thousand. I'm kidding. I would have taken good care of my penguin. Yeah. That's like some shit from like The Hangover. You wake up next to a <laughs> fucking penguin. Taking good care of my penguin. And a steak dinner. Uh, <laughs> or a fish dinner, maybe. T- yeah. Salmon. <laughs> he probably tilapia. prefer. <laughs> get him some f- freshwater mahi, fish. Mahi mahi. I don't know. Are penguins in salt water? Salt water, okay. yeah. They don't live in rivers. I'd get them some freshwater fish. <laughs> have you ever tried this shit? You're going to love Dude, it. have you ever had an Atlantic salmon? Me? Yeah. Oh, we talking to the penguin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, feed it some seal. Some seal meat, like revenge. <gasps> Ooh. You know? That's but then you'd have to kill a seal. And I'd like, just crack a can of tuna. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. This might be dolphin. We don't know. Enjoy. That was me being a penguin eating my yes. food. That's some ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> Everyone just quit listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, stop. They skipped. So whenever one of our dogs is making such noise, you know, dogs, they like to lick things. Ugh. And if one of our dogs is doing that and get drives Gary crazy. And so I'll sit there and go. Oh, <laughs> I hate it so much. Hates it. Oh, my skin is crawling. <laughs> Ugh, no thank you <laughs> I know the sound and it's fucking gross I'm always uh, like Neely quit eating your butt <laughs> that, is, how's that butt is it good Lucy just like licks her bed yeah Neely will like lick the wall I'll look over and she's just like <laughs> and I'm like it's paint you're licking the um, paint off <laughs> All right, man. Okay, so I guess we'll move on to the next. Anyway, yes, back, back on track. <laughs> when a dog licks its asshole, you're going to die. I'm just kidding. Oh, so. fuck. <laughs> well, Shit. I've got to get rid of my dog. So <laughs> this we'll start with just the generalized birds of death because all different kinds of birds are so associated. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was a big one. Birds of omen, dark and foul, night crow, raven, bat and owl. Leave the sick man to his dream. All night long he heard your scream. That's Sir Walter Scott. Damn, dude. Mm. I mean, the raven. Quote uh, the raven nevermore. Edgar While Alcott. I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Damn, girl. Oh, I know almost the whole thing. I love the raven. I remember it from Quote third grade gifted. My favorite, my favorite quote from that poem is, "Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door." Quoth the Raven, "Nevermore." God, we're fucking nerds. Goth, <laughs> goth nerds. <laughs> Suddenly, we are like sitting here and like we look like the crow from yeah. the movie The Crow. <laughs> uh, Brandon Lee was that Brandon Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
R.I.P. Brandon Lee. Um, okay, so if a bird flies into your house, there will soon be a death in the family. We discussed that in Victorian funerals. Just oh, yeah. to further specify, if a bird flies into the bedroom of a sick person and lands on the bedpost, that's also, they're, they're going to croak it. Um, what if the bird's just bringing like some good news? Like, I hey, know, buddy. Right? Hey, hey. Just want to uh, lift your spirits. Just saw Tim. <laughs> he, uh, he died, but you're not going to die. You're good. We're going to keep you. <laughs> going to go. A bird flying against a window. Different <laughs> cultures hold significance with different birds. White birds, black birds, pigeons, etc. But this seemed to develop during the witchcraft era of the 16th century. Okay, what happens with that? Because every, almost every day, because of how our house sits, mm-hmm. the like it's higher up and birds fly into our windows all the fucking time. Yeah. So what does it mean? I mean, that's a sign that you're going to die. It's a I'm, death omen. These gonna, are all death omens. I'm not going to die. I mean, I am one day, but... Not shut up, <laughs> shut up. Not because of a bird. A whippoorwill singing near the house is an omen of death, while others believe it just made means trouble will come. Seeing two turtle doves together in a tree means death is coming. If a sp- <laughs> if a sparrow attacks a swallow and throws it from its nest on or near a home, a son will be born and a daughter will die. Okay. Okay, well, okay. Oh, yeah. that just feels sexist. <laughs> we get it, guys. Patriarchy and death mm-hmm. omens. A wood it's be- everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, even in the bird community. Uh, just a little fucking break would be nice. <laughs> a woodpecker knocking on the house is a death omen. We would have died a million times over. They used to just smash my parents' house. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, statistical data says no (laughs) (laughs) if you bring a peacock feather into the house you're taunting death and so that's just sort of bird stuff in general and various birds so the crow slash raven Mm -hmm. because they're seen kind of the same in mythology there's a lot of them yeah Seeing a single crow is very unlucky. Two crows mean good luck. Three means health. Four means wealth. Five is sickness. And six means death. In Celtic mythology, Morgan, goddess of battle and war, referred to as the washer at the ford. Because if a warrior saw her washing his armor, if a warrior saw her washing his armor in the stream, it meant he was to die that day. She is the goddess who determines whether or not you walk off the field of battle or carried off upon your shield. Mm. It is said that she appears in the form of a crow. So if you see crows gathering around your house, Lady, and quote unquote, Lady Morgan is watching and death will come soon. Because that's the form that she takes. Have you ever seen a crow? Have I ever seen a crow? Yeah. I don't know much about birds. Oh, I love crows. Like, I don't know which is which. The black ones. I mean, I know they're black, but I don't. They're carry-on um, birds also. What's that? They eat dead stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just, if I saw a bird, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a crow. Gary used to do this crow call, and it would crack me up. He'd just be like, caw-caw. And it was like, oh, no. Caw-caw. Caw-caw. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. We have a window open. Casey just turned around and looked at the window. It it's open. Awesome. Um. Y'all, it was not a real bird. That wasn't a real bird. That just scared any bird away. That was Laura. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) In the Mabinogian, which I'm obsessed with the Mabinogian. Okay. So cool. The raven is a harbinger of death. Witches and sorcerers were believed to have the ability to transform themselves into ravens and fly away. 
Um, the Native Americans often saw the raven as a trickster. There are a number of tales regarding the mischief of raven, who is sometimes seen as a symbol of transformation. In the legends of various tribes, raven is typically associated with everything from the creator of the world to the gift of sunlight to mankind. Some tribes knew the raven as a stealer of souls. Mm. In Christianity, they are referred to as unclean within the Bible. But a couple of other instances... Genesis tells us that after the floodwaters receded, the raven was the first bird Noah sent out from the ark to find land. And in the Hebrew Talmud, is that how you say that? Talmud? Yeah. I don't know. Ravens are credited with teaching mankind how to deal with death. Oh. Because when Cain slew Abel, a raven showed Adam and Eve how to bury the body because they had never done so before. So we're kind of like ravens. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And the raven said, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, you, you know are a beguiling ra- raven. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Well, I, guess, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I will say when like Halloween decorations come up, I'm always more drawn to the crow raven. Yeah. Some kind of ghosty decorations than pumpkins I and pumpkin. things like that. Yeah. Like my little trees in there, the dark, the yeah. black, sparkly. Yeah. Now that I like a pumpkin like that, I like for sure. black feathers too. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh god, yeah. Um, and this is my favorite. What? An old Greek expression: "Go to the crows" is the same as "Go to hell." <laughs> I like that. Go to the crows. Go to the crows. Say ye. Get out of here. <laughs> Go to the crows. It sounds so Jersey. Go to the crows. Why do we always get like? Jersey. Go to the crows, bro. Well, it turns that's out that's, Jersey. that's not Jersey. I was told that it's actually more of a, that, you know, accent was more of a, um, what's the other place? Um, Long Island. Long, Long Island. Island. Go to the crows. I have a lot of friends and family in Long, Long Island. Long and Island. It's funny because every time I go up there, um, for like the first day I have a me accent. Yeah. And then the next day it's like, yeah, I'm up here in Long Island. Long Island. It's Long Island. Long Island. Nope. You did mm-hmm. a G on the... Uh, Long Island? Long. Long. Guyland. Long Guyland. Guyland. Okay, gotcha. Guyland is the word. Gotcha. <laughs> Guyland. L-O-N-G-I-S-L-A-N-D. Yeah. Okay. Or just however you want to spell it. Long Guyland. Long Guyland. Yeah. Dude, bro, that's awesome. <laughs> Queen Vicky's Pizza Parlor. We had a we had a friend from Long Island that was in a van, and when he would tour, he'd come down, and they went to Zaxby's, and I don't know why this stuck out in our head, and we still, me and Jenny and our friends from back then, talk about it. But he goes, "Dude, twenty fingers, twenty wings, twenty dollars, dude, bro, that's awesome." <laughs> Just like, twenty twenty fingers, twenty wings, twenty dollars, dude, bro, dude, bro, that's awesome. I was so. just wondering if I could do part of the I Raven. I love a Long Island accent. I was just wondering if I could do part of it, the <laughs> Raven, in a Long So I'm trying to think of how it, what's the first verse? Mm. Um, what's upon a midnight dreary while I wandered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore? <laughs> a forgotten lore. Forgotten lore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Nevermore, ya. More, ya. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, oh. I love Long Island. <laughs> I do. Um, so accents. another bird that occurs a lot would be owls, which you can, I can understand that they're a night bird. 
I like how we just went straight. We, there was that was just <laughs> that sounded like we edited it. Like we stopped laughing and went straight into. More, but we were like, okay, that joke is funny. We're okay. moving on. <laughs> now we're done laughing. At that. <laughs> Long Island Ravens. So the owl. <laughs> Which I had a pet owl when I was little. Not really a pet. My dad. Did he give you a letter to Hogwarts? He did. Yeah. Oh, oh I also had a cupboard under the stairs. So you are. Mm-hmm. I'm officially yeah. a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're called? I don't know. I would just call them Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, they are wizards. Yeah. Muggles are the other ones. Yeah. Ginny got really, she was like, what the fuck? Because for her bachelorette party, I made all these like, I had a, her sash. I don't know if I showed you, but it was a Game of Thrones font and mm-hmm. had swords on the end of it. It said marriage is coming. <laughs> <laughs> then, it was like black with rose gold letters and then her um the little veil but i had a a badge in the harry potter font that said muggle to mrs <laughs> mrs yeah and she was like i'm not a muggle <laughs> okay i know but like, okay, but I, thought it was I thought it worked because it was yeah. a harry potter thing <laughs> sorry she's like you're a muggle like, okay you're a fucking squib it's like sure i guess so <laughs> anyway cool talking to you <laughs> so yes after i got my hogwarts letter it was a screech owl and he had gotten hit by a car and so he had an eye that was kind of crazy oh no and so my my dad took him home and we you know Took him home and called the wildlife. I mean, mainly want to get him off the freaking highway yeah. and want called the wildlife rescue people or whatever that handle that. But he was in our house for about a week, hanging out. That's kind of cool. Fed him squirrels. Was he little. Yeah, he was about he was little, little baby. Yeah, yeah, little baby. Little screech owl. That's sweet. um. But in almost every ancient culture, owls are seen as omens of imminent death. Hearing an owl screech three times, seeing an owl during the day, those are two of the reoccurring ones. Mm -hmm. In Native American cultures, they are often depicted as companions of the gods and are seen as either harbingers of death or as messengers between the dead and the living. Kind of depends on the tribe. Among some Native American tribes, because it is understood that the bony circles around an owl's eyes are made from the fingernails of ghosts. Ew. <laughs> Casey no likey. <laughs> Romans upheld that the hoot of an owl indicated imminent death. The deaths of many famous Romans were preceded by an owl call. They got any video evidence? <laughs> <laughs> and a quote from Julius Caesar. Mm. Not did not know Jesus. <laughs> did not as know we've Jesus. confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday the bird of night did sit even at noonday upon the marketplace, hooting and shrieking. When Roman influence spread to the British Isles, so did superstitions about owls, including the British superstition that if an owl is seen flying past a window, the person will die. In the Middle East, owls are ill ill omens that are connected with destruction, ruin, and death. Owls represent the souls of people who have died without having been avenged. The alsada, or death owl, will continue to hoot over the grave of a murdered man endlessly until his death is avenged. Oh. Some cultures have a strong... Are they, like, on contract? Yeah. With mm-hmm. the DA's office? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we solved it. Case closed. Have you ever heard an... I mean, owls have... People are like, hoot, hoot. No, it's, it's like, like this... A- it's like yeah yeah it's really i bet they different owls have different sounds yeah Yeah. but it's very eerie call an owl yeah Yeah. some cultures have a strong connection between owls and death of children in malaya it is it was believed that owls ate newborn babies (gasps) 
The Swahili allege that owls bring sickness to children. In Arabia, it is held that owls are evil spirits that carry children off in the night, which... Wow. <laughs> so, when my brother was little, my mom always tells this story because we had this big tree right outside of um, window. the window. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was in his crib and she said when she they heard this owl oh and she God. went into his room and there was an owl sitting and like looking in the window at him in his crib <laughs> oh my god that's terrifying because i mean they they'll they've carried mm-hmm. off puppies they carry off kittens like dog our cats never survived oh my god, out in the woods terrifying <laughs> so, yeah Oh, um, was the window open? No, 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 it was closed. But <laughs> she just See, I'm like, a horrible mother. I would have just been like, "That's weird sound." <laughs> I mean, I don't know that my mom went in there because she heard the owl just checking on oh. him. But they they had been hearing an owl around, and then they saw it in the tree. Right. So then, what they do? Window. They just paint the window black. <laughs> curtains maybe i don't know why they'd go straight to painting a window no adam's room was already decorated with clowns as a child (laughs) or like a circus theme (laughs) in many parts of africa owls are recognized as messengers of sorcerers their call is an omen of evil in west africa Mm. in cameroon the owl is considered too evil to name and therefore is known as the bird that makes you afraid (laughs) No, I am scared now. The bird that must not be named. The bird. The bird. Um, and also, if you're walking down a staircase with a husband. Oh, yeah. That's by the pool. Yeah. An owl will attack owl you will and, and you'll die. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Murderous owls. Mm-hmm. Both owls and crows are closely associated with death in Celtic folklore, often being ambassadors for the gods of death and the underworld. And then there was another bird featured prominently in omens and superstitions. Bats? That's not a bird. Oh, no, no, you're right. <laughs> no, bats are mammals. Yeah. See? But uh, but they look like a fucking bird. <laughs> so Because they fly? Mm-hmm. They have wings. Okay. Um, but that's the magpie. Hang out in trees. <laughs> but I'm going to do a whole episode related to magpies. That and I'm that's planning. A, one bird? Yeah. Oh, wow. A magpie. Jenny would love to hear about these bird <laughs> stories. <laughs> um, and the final big one that I have, because I'm just very intrigued bats. by this, had never heard of it. No, not no, bats. No. It's not an animal. Um, oh, okay. Doppelgangers. <laughs> and this was on every list that I looked what? at. I went, what? I mean, there were all kinds of death omens there's the three knock death omen and all but what's the three knock that if you hear three knocks on the door you're gonna die but i mean that's about all there is to say about it really i could go knock on so i can just pick fucking anybody and then if you check the door and there's nobody there it means you're gonna die well i'll just fucking go ding dong ditch people basically (laughs) just anybody you don't like yeah (laughs) knock 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 i mean if if that's how it works (laughs) okay I mean, it's not, not murder. I bet that's why people were knocking all the time, like hearing knocks all the time, because I don't like this bitch. Mm-hmm. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Yep. So, doppelgangers. There's not going to be any datelines on that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, doppelgangers. And it, and it is what I think it is. Yeah. Okay. A, a person that looks like another mm-hmm. person. So, doppelganger is a German word meaning double goer and refers to an apparition that casts no shadows and is a replica of a living person. But the mythology of doppelgangers, also spirit doubles and other 
cultures, mm-hmm. spirit devils, yeah, can be traced back thousands of years and across many cultures, a lot in creation mythology. I mean, there were so many things about, yeah, many stories and myths around mm-hmm. doppelgangers and lots of works of literature, works of poetry, art depicting it. So it was very <laughs> much a thing. That's weird. I've never heard of it. So if someone's like, oh, I saw your doppelganger, should you be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I guess so. So you and Kenny, it might have been bad luck. (laughs) Never had better luck. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Damn, that's weird. One of the earliest. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like like that. One of the earliest references is, is indicated in a sect of Zoroastrianism who conceptualize manifest twins, quote unquote, born of quote-unquote, time. So time was the parent. Um, and were co-eternal representations of good and evil. Oh, that's why, like, twins are just... Yeah. <laughs> no, right? The shining. There, I mean, a lot of this probably came from twin yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, also, like, I said the shining, but they're both evil. And I also wonder how often it was for you to keep one twin and put another one out in the world somewhere. And so <laughs> I you never, know, I didn't have wood twin. No, I only had one. No good luck around here. Mm-hmm. Nothing but good yeah. luck. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> there are also accounts in ancient Egypt, Norse folklore, and many Native American cultures. In parts of Scotland, people believed in small fairy-like creatures called troes who gave birth to very sickly babies. Mm. Pregnant women were carefully guarded from the Troes, who would often steal healthy human babies and replace them with their own children, known as changelings, who Mm. would transform into exact replicas of the stolen children. So basically, that was just postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't... mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, again, not how it works. Doppelgangers are depicted in various works of art, poetry, and literature, but there are also some some real-life accounts, the most famous being that of Abraham Lincoln. When he arrived home one day shortly after he was elected and looked into the bureau mirror where he saw himself reflected in double, he noted his double was five shades paler than he. His wife grew very worried and believed his paleness was a bad omen, and I mean, we know how or, that ended. Or that so. he fucking got sick. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Maybe that's why he couldn't dodge the bullet. <laughs> it's kind of hard to dodge a bullet when it's the back of your head. Listen, I don't know if you've seen Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I have not. I haven't either. <laughs> but I feel like he's probably fast. <laughs> if someone spots, and then these are just general what the general beliefs about doppelgangers are. Okay. If someone spots your doppelganger, bad luck will befall you. What? If you see your own doppelganger, you gonna die. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Well, I've never seen my own doppelganger. I haven't either. But you've probably had people be like, oh my God, I swear to God, I saw your doppelganger the other day. I've never had anybody tell me that they saw my doppelganger, but people always think I'm another person all the damn time. So I think I've someone told you this else before. Yeah. So many other people. Yeah. <laughs> Some, one guy asked me if I was the chick from Survivor. I went, what? You're like, thank you for the vote of confidence. Like, but I mean, I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know if that's a compliment That's when you say, yes. Yeah. Yep. I, I've survived. Mm-hmm. Yep. I survived. So many things. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Then uh, at the- I'm whoever you want me to be. <laughs> in the meat section in Publix, this woman- Sexy? Yeah. Woman was um, the meat market. <laughs> the lady behind the counter said, oh, I bet you're ready to go home. And I said, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> and she goes, you work here, right? And I'm like, 
No, I mean, it happens to me all the time. That's so weird. That people think that I'm another person that they knew. You're my cousin that makes the spinach dip, right? <laughs> no. I mean, I can make it if you want me to, but no. Not me. No. <laughs> Don't know who you're talking That's bizarre. about. bizarre. It's because I'm the most basic looking white girl in existence. It's not true. <laughs> it's okay. I think it makes me stealthy. There you go. Um... Some accounts of doppelgangers, sometimes called the evil twin, suggest that they might attempt to provide advice to the person they shadow, but that this advice can be misleading or malicious. Mm. They may also attempt to plant sinister ideas or cause them great confusion. People were warned to avoid communicating with their doppelganger at all costs. Mm. So, and so then these are just some various, uh, that was just probably like a lot of incest. Yeah. You know, like, it's, there's no way, there wasn't that many people in the world, did ev- yeah. yeah, whatever, anyway, so, and then, here are just some general omens of death from very specific civilizations and cultures, okay. so, bread that splits down the middle, and you're baking bread, if it splits down the middle, you're gonna die, okay, good Do- thing I don't <laughs> bake much bread, dogs howling near a sick person which you know there's a lot of stuff about you know something flying by the window of a yeah. sick person or sitting on the bed of a sick person like they're already sick you've got yeah. kind of a 50 50 chance there so yeah gonna if i'm end. gonna pick an omen i'm definitely yeah. gonna be like oh it oh, was that yeah, fucking was candle those. that went out <laughs> if a candle if a breeze blows there is something about there was one though about a, a broom that blows over if a broom falls when there's no wind that somebody's gonna die it's usually just my kid <laughs> or my dog ran into it um, in Welsh folklore, there is a tale of a white dog called Kun Anwun, okay. who is the size of a calf with glowing red eyes. If you see Kun Anwun, mm-hmm. you are predicted to die within a matter of days. These dogs are said to belong to Gwynupnud, Lord of the Underworld. You can hear their bark before you see them, and terrifyingly, they get quieter the closer they get to you. Which I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Also, let's just say if hey, you see anything roof, with roof, roof. with fucking red eyes, just assume you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like the idea of it gets quieter. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> like the red eyes are enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- I don't need a silencing bark. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember watching this episode of Poirot. (laughs) Of what? Poirot. Detective Poirot. You never watched it? Okay. Okay. I don't know it. I don't know her. I don't know her. Should I? Murder on the Orient Express. You've never... Well, okay. Um, but there was one episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know nothing. I don't. But there was one episode. I mean, about, I know what you, that is. About the ruby-eyed jackal. And it terrified me. I like. I've, Isn't a jackal like a big, dark, cat, lion, scary thing? <laughs> it's a dog, but. Oh, that's right. But it looks like a fucking t- cheetah a without the dots. <gasps> Have you seen the um, the fox wolf? Oh God! I have to show you a picture of that. No, it's, I don't think you do. So I don't think so. They're the craziest looking. Think animals. I'm gonna Hold be on. all right without it. The maned wolf. Have you? You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Look at that thing. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> They're very, very like close to extinction. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with them. She's she she's okay. So you have to Google this, but. Maybe we can put a p- picture of one on fancy. our. Yeah, 
Like she's, it looks like she's wearing like go-go boots, mm-hmm. big long supermodel legs, mm-hmm. a beautiful tail, <laughs> Very gorgeous flowing tail, gorgeous. I mean, her hair is great. Yeah. Then there's just this face, <laughs> and it's not as scary. I mean, it's just it's the mix of. I mean, it's a. It looks like a German Shepherd face. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, but it's all of those things together that make me confused. Yeah. It's a strange animal. I would not want to meet this one but in I'm, the woods. But I'm kind of are obsessed they, with them. Are they, like, dangerous and aggressive? I mean, they're wild. I don't think so. that they are, oh, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, then let's get one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'll buy I'll get one. It's like a deer wolf fox. Creepy. <laughs> but yes, the maned wolf. Look them up. They are really cool. So I thought you were saying maimed. So if a bat flies into the house and then gets away, there will be a death in the family. Kill the bat before it escapes, however, and everyone will be all right. My mom had a bat in the house one time, and she, my mom was always the one that had to take care of stuff, and she was always, you know, didn't. Was your dad dead yet? Yeah, it was when her and Lot were married. It was only a few years ago. Um, my stepdad, and she said it was one of those few times where she just. She threw the covers over her head and just goes, "You're doing it. You're taking care of it. You're handling the bat. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm. I draw the line at bats. Like fucking bats. <laughs> yes. Bring me a spider. She said, I have thrown out lizards and frogs and whatever, but I draw the line at a fucking bat. Sitting this one out, yo. <laughs> yeah. So she just threw the comforter over her head and said, "You Not take care of that." Me. <laughs> oh. In Scotland, the birth of a black lamb would foretell misfortune and bereavements. And if two lambs with black faces were born, then you'd be then you'd be said to lose your flock by the end of lambing season. I like that there's a lambing season. <laughs> like, mm. oh, it's lambing season. Lambing season. Are black lambs common? They're definitely not as common. I mean, just in Wales, but it was like exciting when you saw a black sheep. And there were, but there were a couple of places where they had nothing but black sheep in a field, mm. but they weren't a big field. So, mm. and not as many with black faces either. Most of them were white with white faces. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of my research for this one came from uh, just a bunch of different articles. But the Atlantic was a lot about the eclipse and Superstition Dictionary. TalkDeath.com was my inspiration. Um, the Supernatural Fox Sisters. F. Yeah History hmm. and LearningReligions.com. So we'll put the sources up yeah. on our website. And I, bet, I want people to send us like their personal family yeah. superstitions yeah because i do feel like there are things I'm, i know i've had some things that sort of meant bad luck or good luck to me mm-hmm. to, like to me seeing a bird is a good luck thing mm-hmm. so i wonder what some people's Have personal yeah in their family yeah things my mom are. is incredibly superstitious she won't leave the house on friday the 13th oh really mm-hmm. wow so that's where you get it from mm-hmm. and i mean you know during the victor there was a lot of stuff that came up that was just stuff we already went over on the victorian era Mm -hmm. uh funerals so you know the pictures falling off walls and stuff like that so breaking glass and walking under a ladder and all scary shit all of the above so maybe we this one will get released before halloween yeah that'd be spooky season spooky season season. yeah Yeah. so last year we did sawween this year death omens death omens Oh, and I would be interested to hear if anybody did anything for Sawing this year. If yeah. They made any kind of altar to your I know last loved year, ones. And uh, 
Yeah. Didn't we have a couple people? I think so. Yeah, that's right. We had a couple of people that sent us pictures Which afterward. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So s- send us your Halloween photos. Send us, you know, what you did for Halloween and yeah, all of the send above. us anything. Yeah. Send, send us everything. Like, like us on Facebook. Chat. Yeah. Um, and join Funeral Stories Family. Yes. Please. And have a spooky Halloween. Layla's going to be Princess Peach. Aw. Yeah. That's okay. So Are you going to dress up? I can't remember the last time I dressed up for Halloween, so probably not, no. No. I was a sea witch last year, and really it was just an excuse to wear a tight outfit but y'all were and do cool makeup. So good. Yeah, you and Layla. So good. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, I but I won't do it this year. Yeah. <laughs> My leg hurts too bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, how are we wrapping that one up? Uh, go to the crows because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories, and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.